Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Hillary Clinton is our <laughs> Democratic nominee. This is so fucking cool because women can really do anything now. Woo! This is true. We're very excited. And no matter what your political stance is or no matter who you voted for in the primaries, this is just like kind of a moment to stop and be like, wow. Yeah. We've come a long way. Yep. We are living through a hugely historical moment right now. Yes, we and are. And it's exciting. I even got my boyfriend who is a an avid Trump supporter. Yeah. I was like, you need to give me 24 hours <laughs> to not say anything negative about Democrats or yeah. Hillary. And you need, and you just need to recognize that this is exciting. Yeah. Just because woman. of progress. Oh my God. I was excited when Barack Obama was the nominee. I'm like, Oh my God, if he gets to the president, yeah. a black man in the white house, that is fucking incredible. It's exciting to see a new face, someone who's going to have a different life experience that they're yeah. bringing to the oval office. It's exciting. Michelle Obama just gave a, a speech at a college uh, commencement. And she said, I live in a house that's built by slaves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Wow. wow. And, and just how far how the progress that, has been made and of course there's still more to go but with the woman thing women are always last on the list to get shit <laughs> it's true so, <laughs> i know we were last to get suffrage yeah that wasn't that long ago no we it really wasn't and then in some countries like the vatican you can't women can't vote still yeah i think that's actually one of the remaining countries that women can't vote um but you know women's rights are behind everybody else's rights yeah and it's globally just, yeah it's and just, this is really fucking exciting and i think it's really truly like it's showing that if you if you put your mind to something and if you really work hard i mean there's i just was googling there's pictures you can you can go back decades and decades and you just see hillary fucking sitting at desks always just making working, speeches like oh, oh just working so hard and it's, no matter what we feel about hillary or whatever that's not the point like we want everyone to listen to the podcast whether you like bernie or you're gonna vote for trump that's cool that's not that's not a problem just listen to other people's opinions and just i i kind of noted like john ronson in a few episodes ago said that he likes to follow people who have differing opinions from him on twitter because he learns more that way we all know he's a genius so it's a genius it's just yeah listen to other people's perspectives and like yeah. have an intelligent conversation but if you're just gonna blast us with emails or social media things being like that she's stupid she's a murderer and she por- supports child rapists like i cannot i cannot i don't want to see your crying face emoji that's yeah. not an opinion yeah it's you're not better than that yeah and uh i've been having i mean my dad's a diehard uh, republican because mm-hmm probably influenced by his experience in the Navy getting drafted when he was 18. Like that's what he cares about. He cares more about, um, uh, candidates stances on finances and world uh, and world policy and all that stuff the social stuff to him it just because it doesn't affect him because he's a white guy mm-hmm. so he doesn't care about it. but he and I always have conversations about he makes me watch certain programs he makes me listen to certain speeches and he's mm-hmm. like next time you come home Christine I want to talk to you about that and we do have we they get heated but it's good to have heated political arguments because that's how you learn yeah and Second. I definitely have some like views that are definitely more Republican or more Democratic it's, sure it's just listen 
listen to other people and be an informed voter and also like be realistic yeah (laughs) you know what are things that could actually happen that people are promising you (laughs) you can promise anyone anything but what's really gonna happen you know so hillary rodham clinton congrats girl yeah i'm proud of you this this is fucking exciting yeah and that the same day that Hillary was yes. announced as the official nominee for the Democratic Party. I saw one of the most incredible human beings, not women, humans, <laughs> humans on the goddamn fucking planet. And that human is Beyonce Knowles. Yes. And I got to tell you guys, I don't give a shit. Again, just like Corinne saying with Hillary, I don't give a shit what you think about Beyonce. Okay. You should see one of her concerts before you die. It is, it is, you know, we're all, we always talk about women's issues and we always talk about women can do stuff too. And, and I say it and I, and it's, it gets tiring. It gets tiring. I hate having to, sh- run, you know, jump up and down being like, women can do this stuff too. Respect us. Right. Going to Beyonce concert is just fucking proof that it doesn't matter what, who, if you, if you work hard at something she is the most powerful human being i've ever seen in my life i've ever heard of in my life yeah and she's graceful and she's beautiful and she's talented and she's just like you don't look at her and go yeah women can do anything you're like no humans can do anything and that to me is the most powerful fucking thing so just see a beyonce concert before you die because you won't regret it i cried the first 30 minutes she was out i was having a panic attack wendy i went with wendy and melissa and vanessa all guys we fucked guests yeah actually and they were all oh, these fucking horns sorry guys um and they were like they were so excited but they kept going are you okay christina are you gonna be okay i'm like yeah, right. yeah i'm fine i'm fine but it was one of the most powerful experiences of my entire life well seeing performances yeah i mean anything is, is it's always very powerful and for me like i'm I'm always crying during plays and yeah. concerts i definitely cried the first time i saw the spice girls i think oh, what's yeah. interesting about beyonce though number one it was amazing because she sold out city field oh right twice two nights in a row how many people do you know i don't know but we because we were we were 12th row right because i had crazy. no i was like city field that's I kept I've been there it's huge the concert was for us and then I every once in a while I would look back right and the stadium of humans was behind me and I'm like god damn this is a powerful person yeah like the fact that she and everyone was in a good mood I, we were bumping into people on the way to get whiskey like or like to get merch <laughs> yeah and no one was being mean about it they're like it's okay it's fine like everyone was the happiest i've ever seen a giant group of people in one area well and it's nice and i think it's nice it's nice for that beyonce is not only a woman but a black woman because oh. that's arguably the most neglected group yeah in 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 one of in one of in history underappreciated yeah. groups Absolutely. in history so it's kind of there's I'm something like, nice about fu- that yeah well i yeah oh god she's perfect she's she i react towards her i've probably said this a thousand times the way like jesus freaks react about jesus and the way that jesus influences their life i'm not even kidding like not to say when she gives advice i do it but like i just her presence inspires me and like i really feel like i can do anything now so go to go go to beyonce girls run the world speaking of girls running the world come see us live oh my god we have so many great shows it's warm out it's nice in new york city get boozy with us and have a responsible driver um on friday june 17th it is blair and i's nacho bitches at new york comedy club shows at 11 p.m tickets are ten dollars with the code nacho this is always a shit show it's always so much fun come it's one of my favorite nights of the month uh, then guy, the guys we fucked test tour date is a very 
very, very, very fun show that Corinne and I have been doing at Subculture. The next date is Monday, June 20th. Doors are at 7, shows at 8 o'clock. Subculture is located at 45 Bleecker Street. There'll be links to all these shows in the description of this episode. Uh, it's all ages, but if you're 16 or under, come with an adult. Guys, these shows are really fun. They, we've been selling them all out. They will sell out. So get your tickets. You're in for a fucking treat. And also you're helping to decide what kind of a show goes on the road. And who better to decide than people who have listened to the podcast, either newly or since day one. Yeah, and we talk to you after the show for as long as you want to talk to us for. So uh, come and give us feedback. Uh, and then on Saturday, June 25th, Wendy Starling and I, it's, it's the one year anniversary of Glamour Puss, which is the show we co-host. It's comedy. It's variety. There will be nudity this time around. Uh, doors at seven o'clock. Show at seven thirty. Ticket link in the description. This one's going to be kind of a shit show. And then Montreal, Canada. Hey, we're coming. You asked us. Bonjour. We're coming. Uh, we are doing a live recording of Guys We Fucked at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, which, if you care about comedy, is kind of a big deal. Um, on Saturday, July thirtieth at four thirty p.m. Tickets are twenty two dollars. There's a link in the description of the podcast. Come, that'll be fun. Super rare opportunity. We like never do the podcast live. Yeah, and the last time we did, you guys probably heard it. It was fun. <laughs> God damn. It was something. Speaking of fun, guys, you spend a third of your life sleeping, okay? Why not do it on a good mattress? Our, this episode of Guys We Fucked is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Now, Corinne and I both currently sleep on a Casper mattress. I have been dying to get a Casper mattress, and I was so excited that they wanted to sponsor the podcast because I had been sleeping on a futon mattress for the past four years. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> Casper has changed my life for the better. No, but seriously. Uh, they're obsessively engineered mattresses made in America at a very shockingly fair price. It comes to your door. If you live in the U.S. or Canada, the shipping is free it comes to your door in a box you're like there's not a mattress in that box and then you open it up and then a mattress comes out of the box yeah i did like that part it's kind of magical uh they combine springy latex and supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right amount of sink and the right amount of bounce so that when i'm getting up in the middle of the night to smoke weed my boyfriend doesn't hear it uh time magazine actually named it one of the best inventions of 2015 in fact it's the most rewarded mattress of the decade. You hear those sirens? That's I cued them because they're so excited about Casper mattresses. Uh, so if you want to try for 100 nights risk-free instead of going to a mattress store and then bouncing up and down on the mattresses, they'll deliver it to your home for 100 days. And if you don't love it, They'll just pick it right back up and refund you every penny. If you want to get $50 off uh, any mattress purchase, just go to casper.com slash GWF. That's Casper with a C dot com. Enter offer code GWF. Terms and conditions apply. Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we're going to thank some more brawlers. These are people who donated $88 or more to our generosity fund. We appreciate you so much. Here's to you, Maddie Jordan. And you, Stasia Enos. Oh, I feel like you got big old titties. Is that wrong? <laughs> Anthea Murphy. I'm picturing you in a nurse's costume, but I don't know why. Tara Curry. I love you. Thank you. Timothy J. Wilson. I have very warm feelings to anyone named Timothy because that was my first boyfriend's name and he was just super nice. Christina Baldor. You spell your first name wrong, but thanks for your money. Brooke Peoples. <laughs> Are you a porn star? Aaron Matson. Get your finger out of my ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's our that's our that concludes by the way our brawler shout out oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much everybody who donated money that uh, people have been emailing us like where can i donate you can't but when if you know thank you to those who did yeah we really 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 appreciate yeah, it and there's other there's other ways that you can support us coming to our live shows is one of the best ways to support us and then along uh the road there'll be other opportunities to do that and then also just like go out into the world be a good person and volunteer for like a sexually positive uh kind of thing i think that's a nice thank you like live live the podcast don't just listen to the podcast yeah yeah speaking of uh good people we know we had to talk about it we're gonna talk about it it was the story of the week and hopefully much longer because we need to talk about it uh the stanford rape yeah that sucked uh if you guys don't know about it uh, that means you don't own a computer or a smartphone but um essentially uh a young girl went with her younger sister to a frat party they both uh got drunk and then um the girl somehow got so inebriated and this guy brock turner was i guess walking her home or dragging her home and eventually ended up putting her on the ground in a parking lot by a dumpster raping her and then two men young swedish men who go to the school were riding their bikes past it noticed the girl was unconscious and not moving and there was a guy thrusting on top of her chased him he ran away they tackled him she got a rape kit proceed to the trial actually happening he was 100 percent convicted on all three counts the jury every single member of the jury said he was guilty of rape and then he gets six fucking months in prison Mm -hmm. so he i think he was facing up to a lot more years than that. I don't know if it was. I don't know why I have fourteen years in my head. Right, and I the was, and the judge was also a Stanford athlete himself. Yep, and he cited mm-hmm. Brock Turner's swimming stats. Mm-hmm. Is that what he or is that was an, cited in that was article? in an article in an article ah. about it? You know, they, where they talked about the rape, and then they printed his swim times, and I think there was also one that printed places you could see him swim. And I was like, what if you want to drown him? Like, what would you be doing there? In the letter, in the 12 page letter that the woman who was raped read to directly to Brock, Mm -hmm. I I think, and this was after his sentence was announced because she, you know, voices her disappointment. And it's very disappointing because to me, that says you don't give a fuck about people getting raped. I mean, that's what that says to me. A judge not caring. Well, because the judge was saying, well, I don't want this to have any uh, too large of an effect on his life when a rape is something that most times it's probably going to have a lifelong effect on the victims uh-huh. or the survivor's life. Yeah, man. And if that ain't rich white privilege, I don't know. I do think that that was part of it. Well, it's also, I mean, there is, it's also a cultiness to like uh, sports and also colleges like Stanford. Yeah. So there's, absolutely. there's a lot of dirtiness going on there. And, and, you know, we posted links about it. We posted the girl. I think everyone should read the 12 page statement she read. I read every single word of it. It took me, probably an hour to get through because i was crying it was very upsetting and and it kind of dawned on me that after she read that and then brock turner's father wrote a letter to the judge that was also published that said it's not fair that my son has this jail time for just 20 minutes of action right i mean he didn't i was- even fucking think it was a rape but I mean, I, I also can't even believe that even if he didn't think it was rape, that anyone described anything 
sexual and aggressive like that as 20 minutes of action yeah. like in a letter that you know a lot of people are going to yep. see or hear like yeah. what the fuck are you yeah. talking about right so now? so i know where brock gets it from yeah um not to say his father is a rapist but it, he clearly does not even understand what sexual assault is and i think a lot of people don't understand what sexual assault is if you're a woman the likelihood of you understanding is far greater than a man but there were a lot of guys who were outraged as well and the two guys that were fucking heroes in this whole thing were the ones who saw him raping her and went to tackle him right i mean that that's incredible but it's like and i kind of like that the heroes in this situation were men because it's yeah. nice to be like hey showing be like it's not it's not men are bad it's no. not hashtag kill all men it's be a decent human being and when you're having to have sexual intercourse the two parties you, you guys gotta both be up awake active yeah to be able to consent yeah number one most important thing absolutely and so what we wanted to do um for the remaining of this introduction to this podcast episode, Corinne and I have said time and time again how many emails. If you search the word rape in our inbox or molested, you will. There are hundreds of emails, A probably cornucopia. Thousands. Yeah. So um, we're going to read some of them to you um, because hearing about it is not exactly the most pleasant thing in the world, but it's what needs to happen for more people to understand how how common of an occurrence this is and how so often the people who are raped, men and women, feel fucking helpless and no one wants to pay any mind to what sexual assault can do to your soul. Right. So this first email, the subject line is, my city won't test my rape kit or anyone else's. She has a bunch of nice things. And then she says, two and a half months ago, I stayed overnight at my best friend of 17 years apartment over a holiday weekend with her and her fiance and his friend to throw it in a nutshell. I believe that I was sexually assaulted by the fiance's friend, but the problem is I don't know for sure. I had very little to drink that last that night yet somehow completely blacked out. I have never blacked out drinking before. And believe me, I have had far more to drink than what I had that night and barely even gotten buzzed from it. The friend who I had never met before that night and wasn't aware he was going to be there was the one who made me the last drink I remember drinking. I remember it tasting pretty strong, but didn't think much of it at the time. Next thing I know, I woke up in the morning covered in bruises on my wrists, knees, shoulders, everywhere. I was nauseous as hell, a nasty taste in my mouth, and a general foggy feeling in my head. It didn't feel like a hangover, though. It was different, and my instincts were telling me right away that something was not right. Before I left, the fiancé came in, yelling at me, demanding I get in the shower before I left. I, like an idiot did because i was confused and afraid after i got out he was screaming at me something more about leaving i demanded to talk to my best friend first context he has been emotionally abusive and controlling towards her over their entire relationship <clears throat> like i said we have known each other over almost our entire lives so i know damn well when she's lying he finally leaves and he lets her come in i ask her about her bruises uh, about the bruises she says i fell down the stairs and the friend carried me back up I point blank asked her if they drugged me. She says, no, I want to believe her so badly since this was my best friend. But again, we know each other like the back of our hands or so I thought. And I could just tell in her voice that she wasn't telling me the whole truth. I grabbed my stuff and got the hell out of there. I was sick with that nauseous, foggy feeling for a whole three days after that. I know my body, and there's no doubt in my mind that this, at this point that I was drugged. I wish I could say that, go, uh, that going to report it was my own idea, but I'm one of those uh, that I'm one of those strong, amazing women who stand up for themselves and fight, but I wasn't. I froze. All I wanted to do was just lay down and forget it all ever happened. I called my sister once I left, and she's the one who made me go to get the rape kit. The nurse who administered it said that my injuries were not 
inconclusive to a fall, but that in her opinion, it appeared that someone had held me down on my knees, uh, biting me. I had to go get an STD HIV prevention medication for an entire month after the fact, having to literally swallow a physical reminder of that morning every single day, which bonus HIV meds make you so physically ill towards the end that I couldn't even get up to work. Now, here's the kicker, the part that pisses me off the most, and the whole reason why I'm emailing you. Because this happened in the Philadelphia Police District, everything went through the Philly system. This is such an immense, there is such an immense backlog of rape kits in this city that not only did I have to wait seven hours that day just to get the kit done, but I will not know the results for another six months at least, if not longer. Half a year at minimum of not knowing for sure what truly happened to me. I'm so pissed, not only for myself, but for everyone in the city who has to deal with this, not being able to prosecute their, their attackers because the city can't afford to test all the rape kits. It's only been two and a half months for me. And that alone has been agony. I can't imagine how the women and men who have had waited months, years, or in certain cases, decades before finally having proof in their hands of what was done to them. It breaks my heart, enrages me, and kills my hope for ever finding out the truth, getting justice, and getting my friend out of that situation. Uh, Email number two, the subject line is reply to last podcast, letting partner know about sexual assault. I'm writing this email at 3 a.m. after listening to your latest podcast with Wendy, which really made me think about my own sexual assault back when I was 19. I'm 23 now and I still have barely spoken to anyone about it background partied way too hard at a music festival the night before fell asleep in my tent alone woke up the next morning still drunk to go to the restroom next thing i know there's a guy who was trying to have sex with me during this whole thing i remember telling him no and then blacking out waking up again and feeling him trying to put himself inside me he couldn't get himself in which was the only thing that stopped him from penetrating me which i owe my vagine a little thank you to for not being even slightly wet Anyway, I didn't want to tell any of my friends because I didn't want to ruin their good time following days. Uh, I didn't even know who the guy was. So what could I do? I also felt like it was my fault since I had gotten so drunk the night before. I know now that it wasn't my fault, but I still can't bring myself to tell anyone. This email subject line, and these are just excerpts. Again, these are not the whole emails. Uh, Subject is a rape survivor's response to the defenseless Brock Turner. I am so angry. I am so sad. After just six months time, that fucking piece of shit will be out in public and a danger to us all again. I could hardly read the whole of the uh, victim's letter because the story was too familiar. The circumstances of the night I was raped were such that I will most likely never know the identity of the man who raped me. And it only breaks my heart further knowing that even if he had been caught, it may not have even have mattered because he's a victim too, right? My drink must have been out in the open in my hand. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember a single thing. So that he just tripped, poor guy, and accidentally dropped a roofie in my drink. He must have been so scared when he saw how short my dress was. I can't imagine the fear he felt when he realized that he had no choice but to drag my unconscious body away from anybody that could have helped him. He must have been so angry with me that I tempted him and that my limp, cold hands forced him to enter his penis into my body. Poor guy. He must live in fear that this... That Uh, some girl is going to need to be drugged again and that some girl is going to need to wake up in the hospital. 
Uh, Email number four. Flashbacks of my rape ruined sex last night. A few years ago, I was raped. Date raped, to be exact. I was on a date with a friend of a friend, and we had to go back to his place to grab something. Next thing I know, I woke up, tied hands and ankles to his bed, and he was raping me in every way possible. I had rode with him, stupidly, to his house, so I had no way out, and I had no idea where I was. He had me stay there. I mean, where else would I go? All night the next morning he took me back to my car and acted like nothing ever happened I don't remember what happened between getting there and him tying me up and for years I've blocked the entire thing out of my memory until last night I was finally going to see my boyfriend. We don't see each other often. I was so looking forward to this. A few good orgasms later, he decided to go for ass play. Now, any other time, I wouldn't have minded. I mean, who doesn't like a little ass play? However, for some reason this time, I couldn't handle it. He asked me if I liked it, and I said, I don't know. He said, tell me you like it. Side note, I'm a fan of BDSM and he is trying to get into it for me. I instantly freaked out and responded with, I don't, I don't, and started panicking and crying. He is super sweet, so he wrapped me up in his arms and was trying to console me while I sobbed uncontrollably, and that's when it hit me. All of these years blocking the rape out, and bam, it was back in my mind. One other thing I remember from the rape was the guy whispering in my ear, remember, you wanted this, you like this tell me you like this i'm guessing hearing my guy say this to me uh caused the panic and the flashbacks email number five the subject line reads i'm ashamed of being raped i was raped four years ago when i was 21 by someone that i knew not well but it was not out of the ordinary to be hanging out at his apartment for several for several days and weeks after i told myself that it was my fault that i had chosen to put myself in that position i had been so drunk so maybe i actually had agreed to it and didn't realize it though i know that's not true I so vividly remember saying, no, stop. I don't want to do this over and over. Or maybe I really did want it, but it just didn't admit it to myself. I thought of every single excuse to make it okay. It took about a year to admit to myself that I had been raped. I felt like a destroyed human being. I started dating my current boyfriend a couple of months ago after the incident. It took me years to tell him. I was so embarrassed to tell him because I felt like I was used goods or that he would think I was weak. He was remarkably supportive and understanding and urged me to tell other people. I still have not been able to tell anyone else because I'm still ashamed. I understand now that it was not my fault, but that doesn't make it any easier. Email number six, uh, I was raped and now I can't orgasm. The first guy I ever had sex with uh, was very emotionally and sexually abusive and manipulative. I was 17 and it was the summer before college. My best friend sent me a giant rap sheet of everything he's done and we had an open conversation about what was going on. I was suddenly hit with this giant epiphany that the last two or three months of my life were shit. So I decided to get completely and utterly wasted that night. I'm a and can really handle my liquor, but I don't remember much of what happened. I probably had like 10 to 13 drinks, and it was also my first time smoking pot, given to me by my best friend's older brother's college roommate. He and I started hooking up at the house party, and we went to his tent outside to continue. I told him clearly that I didn't want to have sex because I was on my period, and I had just vented to him about this shitty guy I had been with. He said, that's fine, and I told him multiple times throughout the night, but when we 
got kicked out of his tent and went to my tent, things changed. I started giving him a blowjob and then he pushed me off, pulled a condom out of his wallet, grabbed my head and shoved his dick in my mouth to make him harder, put the condom on and then started fucking me from behind. The only thing going on through, uh, through my mind was, is he raping me right now? I don't know why I didn't stop it from happening. I was really fucked up and just laying there. My head pushed on the ground as he raped me. Our hookup was consensual up to a point, but then he did not have my permission to have sex with me. Also, I could not legally give consent under the influence. I've had tipsy, semi-drunk sex since then, but I was way cross-faded that night. I did not remember everything that had happened. I mostly remember crying in my friend's arms after he left until quite recently when it came out in therapy and after some conversations with really good friends. Maybe I blocked it out of my memory or didn't even consider it rape to protect myself. I also think it's because I wanted to feel like I had moved on from that first guy who had fucked me over, reclaiming the narrative by replacing it with one that wasn't true. Whatever the case, it's been something I've been dealing with and it has been affecting my sex life email seven subject line i like this guy but i think he might have raped me the first guy i matched with on tinder i hit it off with really quickly he's smart sexy funny and we had a lot of shared interests we hung out a day later and even though he said he didn't expect sex he initiated it and we ended up fucking the first two times we hung out we had not we had hot passionate sex but the next few times it had just become monotonous he basically just wanted to jackhammer me every time i saw him and i was starting to develop feelings for him I was feeling a little concerned because I hadn't been able to really get aroused the last two times we had sex, and I thought that there was something wrong with me. But this morning when he came over to hang out slash snuggle slash watch TV, in quotes, he immediately crawled on top of me and started forcefully kissing me. I had come to terms with the fact that he was a very heteronormative masculine man, and I, I have kind of gotten used to it. But it was not turning me on, and I honestly just wanted to hang, uh, hang out with them. I told him no, and not right now, several times, and he kept evading my request. He started touching my pussy, and when I tried to move his hand at one point, he grabbed my hands above my head and held them while he continued to touch me. He said that I am a nice person, quote, and wouldn't let him get turned on and not help him out now. At some point, I just let it happen. He took off my pants, even though I said no. He forcibly touched me and pressed his much bigger body on top of mine, even though I said no. He And he ended up having sex with me, even though I said I didn't want to. By enough definition, this sounds like rape to me. I like to think I'm knowledgeable about issues like this, but for some reason, I keep finding myself making excuses for him or doubting myself, such as, is it rape if I didn't push him off me or scream? But he's a good guy. What if he doesn't realize that he was raping me? Or I kissed him back, I spread my legs for him, etc. So is it still rape? I don't want to cry rape. And no, he didn't hurt me, but I trusted this person as my friend and was starting to develop feelings for him. And nowhere in this situation did I say yes. In fact, I said no multiple times and he still found a way to mentally and physically coerce me into sex, even though I didn't want to and I didn't enjoy it. 
Email number eight, rape stories. Thank you. I was raped by a friend as a freshman in college in 2003. After a party, I went to his room, but with the intention of just making out. I was pretty inexperienced and didn't have casual sex at that point. He attempted to escalate things beyond where I was comfortable, and I repeatedly tried to push him off and said no over and over, but he proceeded to rape me. I was really embarrassed and felt like I was at fault because I willingly went to his room. I was also afraid of his fraternity brothers bullying me and it affecting the rest of my college career. So I wasn't going to do anything. But after my friends pushed, I went to the hospital for a rape kit and filed a police report the next day. The cop who, quote, investigated the incident, note the quotations, actually investigated me and my character for over a week before ever contacting my rapist. He went through my computer and printed out our conversations yes aim it was 2003 and questioned my friends and doormates about what type of girl I was once he finally contacted my rapist he said it was consensual and the cop encouraged me to drop the charges because it would be hard to prove anything since I was flirtatious with him I'd been drinking and I willingly went to his room Hmm. I felt like I was on trial like I'd done something wrong and like I had to keep quiet so my reputation wasn't destroyed We don't have time to read all of the rest of the emails, but here are a few other subject lines from emails that we've gotten pretty recently. One, uh, I told my, I finally told my husband I was raped. My best friend raped me. Now I'm sabotaging my happiness. A letter to my rapist. My rape has been less tragic because of you. Was I raped? Was it my fault? Forgotten rape. Was this rape? How rape has affected my sexual identity. How Corinne and Christina helped Casey recover from rape. My roommate's rapist. I was raped, but I really love sex. Yeah. Wish that was a comedy because it's it, it. We just banged out the word rape so many times that it almost uh, felt like some sort of comedic device. Uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't. That was real. Yeah, and we have um, seven. I think there was seven hundred and fifty-one unique emails with the word rape in them from right. people. Right. So, so that's so that's telling us it's a problem. And the fact that it becomes such a huge story when there is a rape is kind of insane because it seems to be happening so frequently. But for one reason or another, people don't talk about it because they're not sure. If it happened was it their fault did I do something wrong uh we need to be super open about it women you need to come forward you need to talk if you think something happened say something tell a friend you don't have to you don't have to post it on Instagram but you have to you have to say something not only for yourself but but for but other men and women who have been raped yes yeah men and women of course and if you go on rain.org r-a-i-n-n uh dot org it's a website um for it it has Uh, phone numbers you can call and statistics that have to do with sexual assault and the most alarming statistic that I read it's 14.9% of women in the United States get raped every year about 3% of men Uh, all of those things are horrible but the worst one was 97% of rapists have never seen a day in jail Mm -hmm. because your case has to go to trial and then the jury has to have evidence and they have to convict you and then the judge has to sentence you like there's so many obstacles for rapists to get jail and yet look at all these people who are in jail for fucking weed right they fucking smoked a joint on the fucking corner and they're in jail for years right what the fuck like you don't it's like it's like there's no 
we don't give a fuck about sexual assault or or women's bodies, men's bodies too. It, we we don't believe you. We we want to protect the rapists. I don't get it. What the, I don't right. get it because it's a lot there, and there's a lot of it's a lot. If this is a crime that unless you're getting a rape kit is based on a lot of this person's word versus another person's word, and I think just kind of historically, I mean, a man who is raped is kind of made fun of, and then a woman who is raped, we it's just trust a man's word over a woman's because we like to point a finger at the woman was drinking too much the woman was out she was acting flirtatious she was wearing a short skirt what century are she we was living there. in she existed like what are we even talking about <laughs> and on the flip side i know it's like a kind of a it's a weird time to be a dude to be a sexual person i can't imagine being a young man coming into my sexuality at this time it's very strange i know i have a lot of guy friends who constantly are like on the fucking defense or uh just constantly scared of being accused of sexual yeah. assault or rape um and i think it's just like you just number one if there's any instance where you're 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 too fucked up to make a decision make the decision to, to go home to by go yourself home to not it's not going to be good sex anyway oh god <laughs> i know you're not going to remember it i assure you um so that's that and then no means no no means no we, and we and we were talking about this later but you know the difference between a no that is serious and a no yeah. that is flirtatious and you know what uh, a couple of people emailed us before and this has been a, a topic in the comedy community about can you make jokes about rape how, how fucking ridiculous was it that we just read all of those emails there was only chunks mm-hmm. and then we read subject line emails and that was maybe an eighth of all the emails are you fucking kidding me how am i not going to joke about this this right. is fucking crazy well and then, i can't yeah. not joke about it it's it's horrible well, and it's also like we need to talk about it in some way. So if the way that we can talk about something that we feel uncomfortable about is through a joke, yeah. by all means, I think we just need people feel so uncomfortable with talking about even a rape that happened to them where they were the victim, the survivor, whatever you want to do. You were raped. And and so people, people just like clench up when they hear the word they don't want to hear the word rape because people want to pretend that it's not a thing that's happening that it hasn't happened to them that it hasn't happened to someone they know that it hasn't happened to a sister a daughter a brother a cousin it's happened to someone you know you know someone who was raped maybe you were raped end of story start fucking talking about it um anything else (laughs) no no i I think we got it all out all right um get it out a little more with our guest yeah so this week's guest is a wonderful comedian friend uh, of both christina and mine for many years Uh, and we wanted to have her on for a long time she has a lot of very unique sexual experiences (laughs) both positive and negative Uh, yep she's got a great a great book of them yeah real real sex for it over here Um, (laughs) yeah and she also hosts the wonderful naked show at the creek in the cave in long island city which you should check out one time uh or many Times. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for our guest, Allison Clamp. Last night I was happy for just a little while. Turns out it was only a dream. It sure felt good to smile. I dreamt I had a girl. I didn't feel so old My heart was warm She melted the cold And she said You You and I each have broken hearts We can make a hole if we can find the parts 
Hi, girl. <laughs> I feel like I didn't get the memo that I had to wear a hat. I'm so brave. Yeah, no, I, feel, I feel like I should. I've been wearing this hat for 24 hours almost. I'm and so proud of you. Yeah, I've never. You're so I've, brave. I've never bought a hat before. You're so brave. Well, this kind of hat. Like a, like a cap. Like a, like a, um, like a ball cap. Like ball cap. Mm-hmm. Trucker hat. Like a flat brim. Yeah. Is it fitted? And I, and I kept, because it's a Beyonce hat, Yo so girl. I kept the sticker on yeah. it. Because right. that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, and then when the sticker gets messed up, you have you have time for a new hat. Right, because you can't have a fucked you up sticker. Because there'll sticker. be a discoloration yeah. on it. That's too, fucking it bullshit. Is it snapback or flat or uh, fitted? Snap. Wow, you can put your ponytail through it. This is really great. I know. This, this is, is great, right? This yeah. is great. So interviews off to such a wonderful start. About <laughs> and also, Beyonce I would like had. to know that Christina has no voice, I'm guessing, yeah. from screaming at yeah. the Beyonce concert. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you got ill at the Beyonce concert. No, I was screaming at the top right. of my fucking lungs for six hours. Oh. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, the seats were really good. So, Allison, mm-hmm. this ain't about me. This is about you. Show is, but everything is. Well, we were because we were talking about rape, yeah, and you know all of it going on, and how it happens a lot, mm-hmm. and how that's fucking stupid, and there's a problem. And then you were like, "Oh yeah, I was almost raped." I'll tell you that story. And I'm like, "Qua, qua," and that was using those. How old were you? Tell us the story. Let's start out with this uh, nice, almost raped story. Sure, this is a great place to start. <laughs> um, I mean, it's almost where I started my sexual experiences, so I might as well. Um, I was 13, so I was ripe, and uh, it was after like our eighth grade graduation or whatever. It was like, wait, you graduated from eighth grade? I mean, I didn't, but like, you know, in air quotes. Middle school, like a middle school graduation. Yeah. It yeah, was after the last day of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, this girl from who was like, I don't know, she was like, this is like probably mean, but I don't remember her name and it doesn't matter. But like she was like that you know, nerdy kind of trying too hard girl. Right. Yeah. Like, so she like really wanted. I was that a little bit. Yeah. She was, <laughs> I'm sure, she, whatever, it doesn't matter. She's probably fine now. I don't need to slander a girl whose name I don't remember. But uh, she was just kind of like not cool. Okay. You know? <laughs> was she mean? No, no, no. She was just like a dweeb. Oh, okay. Um, so me, yeah. <laughs> that was me. But uh, so she invited me and a few other girls over to her place for like sleepover out of middle school. And her dad was out of town. So we started drinking, of course. It was like rum and strawberry margarita mix. I'll never uh, forget. Every eighth grader's first drink. Because when you were 13, <laughs> like, what can we do? Any, whatever is here, we'll drink it. Right. And uh, and then her older brother, who was in high school, was also there. And, like, they had a pool. So we were doing all this stuff, like, you know, getting a little frisky, I guess, in the pool. And, like, touched his dick. You touched his dick? Touched his dick. And I had never, like, seen a dick before. And that was crazy. And there was, like, a lot of truth or dare happening. Was his dick exposed or was it through his swim trunks? He was through his swim trunks, like, under the water. How old was was her older brother, though? He was, like, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, in high school. And then it was all, like, truth or dare shit. You know, like, oh, go straight down the street. Whatever. Sorry about these horns, you guys. Just want to say that. Go Every, ahead. Yeah, it's just paparazzi. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so we were drunk and then I ended up in his room and we were like making out and I was on my period at the time and I started feeling him like pulling on my tampon. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I Please don't, don't want to have sex. <laughs> like I'm 13 <laughs> and uh and then he pulled it out anyway and i was just like too incapable i had no idea what was going on really and i didn't know how to stop it and then like at the crucial moment my friend not the girl whose house it was but like another friend who was there opened the door saw what was going on and was like what the fuck and then she like grabbed me and 
pulled me in another room. Whoa. Yeah. And then here's the best part. I, because uh, I passed out at like the guest room or something. And because my tampon had been taken out, I just bled all over their bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the girl like the uh, host got really mad at me for like bleeding on her oh well sorry bed. your brother tried to rape me yeah so. I mean I didn't tell her that of course oh, how uh, sweet of you yeah. I was just like I'm just never gonna talk to this girl again <laughs> that's fucking crazy man yeah did man. the guy say anything like how was he drunk was he I mean there wasn't a lot of conversation going on man the first time I ever got drunk I was in 10th grade And it was the first time I ever like made out on top of a boy, Mm. like adult making out, like Mm -hmm. touching each other, but over each other's clothes. And I've heard so many fucking horror stories from this type of like this exact moment of when you're young and you first have alcohol at somebody's party. I'm like, thank God that guy was a nice dude and didn't try and rape me Mm -hmm. because I don't think I I was just so like, is this happening on my I mean, I wanted it to happen. And there was no like there was nothing that happened that I didn't want to. But because it was just over the clothes touching but mm-hmm. damn that happens a lot but i also yeah. think that it's like okay so you're 13 and he's 16 and like not that by what he was doing by any means was like defendable but it's also like it's a small distance between your ages like i think it's something that's like no one knows how to handle their sexuality because it's not talked about and like sometimes i think that women are presented as objects that can kind of just be taken or like almost kind of like you have to be like be the aggressor to get a woman yeah or like the guy knows what you want like i know how to make you Mm -hmm. orgasm i know how and then the reality guys that young don't know shit shit. yeah no absolutely and like i'm sure that this guy is probably not a predator who's like a serial rapist now right but like i'm sure it was just confusion and i don't understand what any of this means as well on his part so it's like yeah i'm not like trying to find him or anything but like (laughs) (laughs) well i mean yeah and it's connections (laughs) man seeking woman who almost raped me i bled on your carpet (laughs) you took 15 years ago me bleeding 13 (laughs) on your bed wet but not sexually (laughs) like i think it's like I think it's like the most important thing that young especially young men need to like realize is that like when a girl says no no matter what state she is in as far as alcohol or drugs are concerned like it has to be taken as like a final no like and I'm sorry but you know the difference between no and no like Mm -hmm. when you're flirting you know know the fucking yeah it's it's like stop it and then stop it (laughs) I love when people try to pretend though that they fucking don't know the difference Mm -hmm. that irritates me to no end and if you don't know the difference then you're not qualified to fuck to, to have sex or you exactly. need to deaf take a, you and you're not to... you're not familiar with tones right or you don't speak english oh, do you think and... there's a lot of problems with deaf rapists <laughs> i'm not <gasps> oh sure my God, I, that's a great question you didn't, didn't hear the no <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure someone is going to be reading this podcast in a braille translation and someone, will get offended someone, we'll some sort of a phone call probably about more it deaf rapists and blind rapists you know <laughs> at least with a blind rapist you probably couldn't find the hole <laughs> Oh, you could trick them like, more. You could just, yeah, put in something out, maybe your yeah, finger. Yeah, get like a hollowed out orange or something. <laughs> yeah. Or an apple. Just something wet, soft, and open. I yeah. was going to say a flashlight. Microwave that honeydew. <laughs> honey, that don't. Thing? <laughs> honey, don't. Honey, don't. Oh. Well, I, Allison, I was, I've, we've been wanting to interview you for a while. I'm excited to interview you because you're, you're a stand up comedian. Like we will. I thought you were like, cause you're a huge slut. You're a, you're a big old whore. Damn. No, but you always post about on Facebook cause comedians use their social media however they want. A lot of times it's to be funny. And I noticed that you, Not post, with me. you post a lot of what, what a 
douchebag dude would say as angry woman posts and sometimes <laughs> you get shit for him and it and it always boggles my mind because i'm like but that's what you experience like mm-hmm. you're not lying about mm-hmm. all this shit but you talk about like cat getting cat called and getting like what makes you want to talk about that shit on your on your facebook page because we're all friends with other comics we know the stupid comments are coming mm-hmm. but I like that you still continue to do it because it's something that fucking happens to you. Yeah. Do you think you get catcalled more than other people? I don't know. Um, I feel like I get certainly the most colorful catcalls of most of the people that I know. Um, and I feel like, I mean, part of it is where I what live. What are some gems? <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> Setting exterior Harlem 4 a.m. on a Friday. (laughs) Walking home. Hey, yo. You suck my dick? (laughs) That really? Yeah, yeah, wait, it gets better. And I was like, go fuck yourself or something to that effect. And then he goes, uh, suck my dick, (laughs) ma'am. The cackles in in Harlem are very funny. I will stand by that. They're very funny. And then I was like, I have never in my life sucked the dick of a man who called me ma'am. I was like, I'm more offended that you called her ma'am. I know. Wait, did you wait? Did you move back to Harlem? No, that was just when I was in Harlem. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, no, Harlem catcalls—that's the thing. Like, they don't even make me mad a lot of the time because they are so fucking funny. Like, so <laughs> my favorite catcall that I've ever gotten in Harlem was, "You have a bit, you have a big nose. You still hot though." <laughs> <laughs> One time, um, a young boy in Harlem catcalled me, but he was like probably eight years old. And I did a bit about it for a while, and he's like, "Excuse me, miss, you have nice titties though." And then he, but he looked down the entire time. Oh but yeah. I know he was talking to me. And then he just kept walking. And like I was like, you're you're eight. Yeah. No, you're the, at no. most eight. Twelve year olds in my building just hang out on the staircase mm-hmm. and hit on me. And I go, you know, I could be your mother. Like, not cute. Like I could I, I had my period when you were born. Like I could have actually birthed you. <laughs> just that talking about periods. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 30 years old. <laughs> like I could be your mom. Damn, miss. <laughs> what are other ones you get? Uh um, one time a guy like came up like from behind me and tapped me on the arm, which freaked Whoa. me the fuck out. Yeah. And then he was like Oh, uh, he's like, hi, my name is Kenny. And I was like, nope. And then I, kept, <laughs> and then I kept walking. Bye, but then I was like, oh, I'm so curious, though. <laughs> so so like, I took out my headphone, my one headphone to signal, like, go on. And he was like, uh, yeah, sorry, excuse me. Uh, I have a foot fetish. And I was wondering if you might want to come back to my apartment and let me massage your feet. Wow. You told me about that. I remember yeah. that. And I was also, what baffled me about that was I was wearing like big sneakers. Like I could have had anything under there. Wait, were like, you wearing sneakers bigger than like clown shoes? Or? No, I was just wearing like like Nikes. Like not like oh, running okay. shoes, but like. You so could he, tell the situation. They were like my hood sneakers. Right. And you uh, could have had eight inch long toes. I could have had all of my toes cut off. Yeah. Like what? Wouldn't and, that be the best irony of them all? Like if you did have toes cut off that, and I, you said yes to that? Yeah. I mean, if I had had all my toes cut off. I would have said yes, <laughs> just to fuck him up. Um, no, but I was then I lectured him about why you can't and should not go up to women at 3 a.m. and tap them on the shoulder from behind them. How did he <laughs> respond to said lecture? He was very beta. I mean, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And, you know, it was it was a very positive experience <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> but then I've had like I find guys following me, which is like fun. And then like, yeah, uh, one time I had a guy follow me for the entire duration of a cigarette in Bushwick and he just like would not stop, would not stop, and I was like, okay, new strategy. I just won't respond. And oh, is he talking to you? He just was talking. Oh, you know, smoking's bad for you. You know, you shouldn't do that. Da, da, da. Oh, you got it nice ass. Yeah. And then uh, finally, I was like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, obviously, I don't want to talk to you. 
Like I'm not, yeah. I haven't been talking to you for this entire city block. And then he lost his mind. He got really mad. And he starts yep. calling down to his friend down the street and was like, hey, yo, this fucking bitch. And got like really Whoa. aggressive. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh shit, now I'm surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. But I was like, but like, but like his pants are sagging really low. And I was like, okay, there's no gun in the waistband. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably not going to die today. And but what if it was in a sock? Maybe. I didn't think about that. Uh, but then like at one point I was like, why? I was like, why are you doing this to me? Like, why are you saying this shit to me? And he was like, because you look like a dirty bitch. You look like a dirty what? bitch that takes it in the ass. Okay. So to answer your question as to why... <laughs> Apparently, I look like a dirty bitch that takes it in the air. Well, yeah, well, that's what I figured. Look, uh, racially ambiguous, yeah, uh, and you're shapely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I think, and I just think to backtrack, just because I like to look ahead to the nonsensical emails we'll be receiving. Like this is, you know, we're talking about areas where obviously we're talking about people of color who mm-hmm. are giving these catcalls. But I do want to point out, like, you know, with that catcalling video, everyone was just like, "Oh, that was so racist because of the areas that it was ha- shot in." Well, it was. Shot in those areas because that's where a lot of catcalling is super prevalent. Like it's just different things happen in different neighborhoods. But I've been catcalled in the East Village too. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, I think a lot of the the times it's just like it's just a it's just different cultures. Like yeah. it's just people are more vocal in Harlem, but also like pe- people in Harlem also like say hello to one another and mm-hmm. talk to one another. And yeah. like it's like a neighborhood, neighborhood mentality. Yeah. So just like yeah, the catcalling is more brutal there. I also like like my neighbors better. I know mm-hmm. them. I talk to them. So it's not just like some fucking attack. People just, just saying words. In yeah. general, more often. But I would also, I would communicate. Always, I would yeah. always rather somebody like yell something at me from across the street than like the growl in your ear as you're walking oh, by. Oh, or the like, whisper. Yeah, well, that's uh, when that they whisper. Because that's what predatory. Because when somebody's yelling at me from across the street, I'm like, you're not going to come across the street and rape me. Like, I'm not. <laughs> nervous about this it's like a dog that's but you know what i mean but it's like but then it's like if somebody's like invading my personal space anytime anybody invades my personal space i'm like ah yeah <laughs> you know or I mean? sneaks up on you or touches you like mm-hmm. never touch a woman yeah or just like do don't touch know. strangers it's like she's gonna fall yeah and then, you can catch, and then her. catch her yeah <laughs> but then like or, let her go or like, or like get one of those couches and just like push them in her path <laughs> a you know? chaise a nice lounge couch yeah <laughs> i was like what i was like a bucket couch list. that has bed bugs on it on the street no bucket list moment i want someone follow me around the chase lounge and catch me <laughs> but is there it, do you get a lot of people though like like guy friends that you have or something that when you when you kind of talk about these experiences online they're like stop complaining or so like uh, when we had when we interviewed fucking michael che about catcalling he like compared it to him being famous obviously mm-hmm. that was fucking annoying but you know i just think guys don't get it and it's yeah. like how do you make them get it you don't. Even the ones that don't catcall don't get it. Some of them completely get it because they've witnessed it or they just believe us when we say things. Yeah. It's really nice of them. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I have created a very nice echo chamber for myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like most of the guys I know get it because I never shut the fuck up about it. But like when my, I have male roommates and when they first moved to the city, they saw me get catcalled in our neighborhood. And like I just saw this wave on their faces of like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always like like when that happens when I'm with my guy friends and someone's a huge asshole to me mm-hmm. because I'm like, see, see, it happens. It's also worse for me because I'm so mouthy. And so I'll usually say something really cunty back to them and then they get really <laughs> mad at me and then it escalates. So like I've yeah. had a guy try to spray me with a hose while it was raining. So I didn't really understand his logic or why he was outside with a hose. I'm going to say drugs, <laughs> but uh, I had a guy. Well, this wasn't really a cat call situation, but a guy did throw a bag of dog shit at me once. <laughs> Just because he thought you were a piece of shit? Um, 
Uh, well, okay. I had been catcalled. I was dog walking at the time and I had been catcalled <laughs> on that block by a different guy, like on my way to pick up this dog. And then when I came back with the dog, um, it was a, it was like a really big, like Mastiff type dog. So I was like, oh yeah, this is, I feel very safe with that dog. Yeah. And, uh, and I walked by these guys and I don't know, call me racist, but I didn't associate that it was different guys. Cause I also just didn't really look <laughs> right at the guy's dude. guy sometimes. Like you're standing in front of a stoop on the same block. Like I am not looking at your face and, uh, Anyway, so then this guy was like saying, said some shit to me, and then I like really lashed out at him because I thought it was the same guy. Uh, and then I, oh like, man, yeah. And then I like threw, I kind of like taunted him with a bag of dog shit, but like I didn't do anything with it. And then I just like went to like the nearest trash can and threw it away, which uh, apparently was his trash can. And then he took the bag of dog shit out of the trash can and threw it at me. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and it's like you know, like. I mean, whatever. Maybe don't throw dog shit at people. But yeah, it's not nice. But it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me. So didn't someone also throw hot coffee at you? Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. You yeah. had a lot of things thrown at you. Yeah, people what was the hot coffee? Why are people throwing shit at you? <laughs> um, that was well. This one's harder because I was pretty drunk. Um, but I was coming home from a night of drinking and. I was getting off the train and this guy... That, that should be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> yeah, coming, coming home, home from an actor <laughs> drinking. <laughs> and then I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> the end. It's great for kids. It's a short book. It's a, it's it's a, a children's book because text. I'm too drunk to write it. It's a blurry picture book. <laughs> it's actually really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's All right. do that. Uh, we'll publish it. This is it. mine now. Nobody else can do this. Um, time, stamp the time. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, he just like he said something to hit on me and I said something bitchy back to him and then he poured coffee on me. It was not fresh Wait. hot coffee. It was like five in the morning. It's so, like there were people going to work um, and stuff. I was not. And then Wait, it, did you say it was not fresh hot coffee? So it was like well, warm? It was Is like warm. You... So it's like, not as so bad. So it was okay. He so had like fine. just poured it. Like, <laughs> he didn't I, get it from McDonald's. I didn't have to get any like burn cream or yeah, anything. Yeah, you didn't have to do the process that uh, the girl goes through in uh, the craft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they didn't have to peel my skin off of that. Um, or my but, dad after his heart But surgery. I was just like, Sorry, but that was like, that was like the moment I was also getting off the train. So I just like got off the train and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I went home and I passed out and then overslept work the next day because alcohol and I woke up and in this like drunken stupor and I was like, why does everything smell like coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like on my phone and it was Jesus. in my hair oh. and I was already supposed to be at work. So I had to just like run out the door and then just like mm. reek of coffee all day. <laughs> Are you still working at that job, Allison? Nope. Sure got there fired. There we go. Sure did get fired. But I think it's interesting because I think so often men are rejected and then answer with this rage. Mm-hmm. And then I throw does, coffee on you. It, and, it, and it's a rage that doesn't fit what happened yeah like it happens on social media too like i'll post things on instagram and oh then, my god and, and then people will write a sassy comment and these are people who know at least my who, personality because they, they listen to the, the podcast then i and then i respond sassily because i don't let things slide and then just you're a dumb cunt whore mm-hmm. i can't believe your parents ever had you and i was like wow like how did how i can't believe it, everyone hasn't murdered you yet how, yeah how does it oh no the other person the other day someone goes you'll get your rewards <laughs> and I, I was like you're just desserts i was like do i get to go to the treasure chest like what's happening 
<laughs> like it, it's so hilarious to me oh but it's it's hilarious like in a, but then when you look at the larger picture like it it's a it's a problem mm-hmm. something just dawned on me because you know how i have a hot i can have a hot temper and i can get really mad for sure yeah. and i think though yeah. hot i think about temper, girl it's a sexy temper. well so does allison <laughs> but uh, it's the clemper temper oh, yeah, 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 cute. it has you a should, name you should brand that and also make that your yeah, album cover <laughs> uh when i get mad when my temper gets set off it's actually been pretty good lately I don't know why, but well, um, you, you're a more relaxed lifestyle probably because you don't have to. Oh, pr- yeah, job. And yeah, probably taking better care of yourself. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what I noticed is when I do get set off, it, when something happens or when someone reacts to me the way that I predict they're going to react to me, mm-hmm. that makes me more angry. And it's mm. but it's when that pr- the predicted action is shitty. So like when I don't know. I can't think of a good example right now, but when if I'm talking to shithead online or, or or in person, and then I respond to them, and I'm gonna and I think to myself, they're gonna respond back with something really fucking sexist or something, right? And then they do exactly what I think they're gonna do. I don't know why, but that makes it worse, and that's why I, my temper ignites so much with that whole rejection that you're like people, um, you responding to people on Instagram. It's like they. They know you. They right. know you're not going to let that slide. They know you're going to say something back. And when you do, it's predict. it was already predicted in their head. And I feel like that's what makes them blow up. I don't know what the psychological thing well, is behind that. I think that. they also do it on purpose because they like to get a rise out People of, like to push buttons. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. And they I, want the opportunity to mm-hmm. explode. And I think they're looking for an opportunity right. to explode. No, and then, for sure. And but I, I feel think like, that, oh, sorry, I think, okay. I just I think the answer to that in a little bit is because, so when people respond negatively the way that you predict they're going to, so you're, you're they're not only, you're not only like make, getting mad, but you're also getting disappointed. Yeah. Because you're disappointed that the bad thing that happened happened and the person like didn't kind of shine in a way that you wouldn't expect them to. Right. So I think it's a mixture of that. For me, my, the, the uh, emotion that I handle the worst is disappointment. So I can, I can understand that in a way. Yeah. And I mean, I know I should just let some things go, but I just don't, I don't want you to don't really. To. <laughs> but it's also you don't like, have to, you really don't have to. And no, also anybody getting criticized for not letting things go i mean you know we all know people in our lives that like don't let anything go but it's that's an extreme version i feel like women especially shouldn't like get so much shit for not for not letting things slide but Mm -hmm. it's like somebody just fucking called me a cunt and said i should die like that's just something that i'm gonna go (laughs) now off to cvs boys will be boys exactly but it's like well also i think it's very like upsetting when you see people ascribing to a negative stereotype you know yeah like like I, I'm really hoping that you're better than this. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that. Like, what? What the hell happened? Something happened. Like, we were watching something. A crime was committed, and it was a, a young black man. And then me, Christine, and I had a, a discussion. <sighs> how that always, I find that so upsetting when I see in Harlem when I see the cops arresting a young black man. I get really fucking mm-hmm. upset because that's exact. That's the last person. The, I don't want to see anyone getting arrested. The but guy that's the last who robbed my apartment in Harlem, who lived below me. They like caught his fingerprints off the window and called me into the station, which was very exciting. It was like my SVU moment. Oh, you got to, to pick out people in a line? It wasn't, it was a lineup. It was just him. And so oh. they were like, has this person ever had permission to be in your apartment, basically? Because they knew it was him because they had his fingerprints in my apartment. And I was like, no. But then I saw, when I saw him, I was so disappointed because like it was a young black guy, but he also like, he looked. He didn't look like, you know, like a stereotypical thug. Like he was wearing a Ralph Lauren polo shirt, looked very clean cut, looked like a dude that I would hang out with. Yeah. You know? 
And it was just like, man, you know, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. And it sucks like every time that again, that's the same thing with the predictability. Like, oh, please don't let it be what like what's always said or the person that it's Mm -hmm. always targeted because there's so many stats like like the drug people charged for drug crimes it's way more black people than white people right but it's way more and white people that commit drug crime like right and it's, it's unfair in a way because i feel like that because us getting extra disappointed means that like the, a certain group of people has to hold themselves to, to higher, higher standards standard. but then on the flip side it's like kind of to get out of a in a rut in a way like you do like i do women i have to. i yeah. why well, always say i one hundred percent expect more from women than I do from men because I'm like, let's lift ourselves like out of this like inequality, and I and to do that, I do expect more of women. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's unfair. I don't really care because I know we're capable of it. Because yeah. it's also like you're sort of starting a deficit. But to answer your earlier question about like why I post this stuff, because it's like it's either put it on Facebook or it's going into a manifesto. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and I just you know, I'm like. People, do both and, yeah true <laughs> it's just a list that i'm compiling um and tag everybody at the end and then bring on my murder spree because there aren't enough female mass shooters i, mean, I know agreed yeah <laughs> we can do this together um but yeah so it's just like and also it's just like i feel like more people need to just see it like the everyday stuff of like what it's actually like what what a woman's experience can mm-hmm. be because mm-hmm. that's i mean it's so frustrating to even say one little thing about it. And anytime I've said things about it to people, they're like, all right, stop complaining. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. now I just want to scream mm-hmm. everything that's ever happened to me in your face. Mm-hmm. That makes me so mad. But right. it's also like you can't control the things that happen. We can only control our reactions to them. So it's like so I've, true. I the amount of like time and energy and therapy and soul searching that I have done to learn how to cope with catcalling is ridiculous. Now, what what how how does one cope with catcalling? Because it really upsets me. Yeah, what did your therapist say specifically? I'm interested yeah, to hear Give me that. some advice. <laughs> therapist doesn't say much, but um, the things that I've come to do, um, I, uh, well, I have a new method that I haven't tried out yet because the season is still early, but I was like, oh, maybe, um, maybe next time a guy cat calls me, I can just like go and try to convert him to a religion and then he won't want to talk to me anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, have you found Jesus? That's a little uh, time consuming, but it creative. Is. And so it's like, if I'm, you know, if I don't have anywhere to be. Right. Um, but mostly I just ignore it and I try, I just like, the biggest thing is to just try not to let it like ruin my day because then it's like, okay, great. Now this person, like the terrorists have won. If then you go on <laughs> with your day and you're just like carrying this anger and this frustration and you walk into work or wherever you're going. But, but I've, uh, just the other day, I think it was yesterday even, I was passing a construction site because that's where it happens a lot of the time for me anyway, on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of dudes. They were all, they were maybe half a block away. They were all, seven of them were staring at me walking down the street. I'm like, here it comes. I put on my headphones and just blast music and looked down. Mm-hmm. And then I knew they were saying things. I felt they were saying things. And that didn't fucking work because it made me more mad. It doesn't work. And I tried that. I used to like try walking around with headphones, but I found that I was getting more cat calls with headphones because they, they think can you can't hear them and yeah. so they say whatever they want and then I started walking around without headphones on and I noticed a significant decrease oh. because it's a lot harder for them when they know that you can hear them or if you're like looking at, and then like I, a lot of times I just like will give them a mean look or like the other day I was walking down past a construction site and a dude did the like oh you dropped your soda and I didn't even have a soda <laughs> And, classic yeah and so I was just like uh and I like turned around and I was like 
listen, I was like, I'm not mad at you, but you have to stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Women hate that. Yeah. What do you say? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just like, I'm working these long days. I'm trying to like entertain myself. And like, da, da, da. And I was like, hey, you know what? I totally get that. And he's like, you know, I don't have a lot of friends. And I'm just trying to meet people. I'm like, well, that's a really terrible way to meet people. Wow. That that, that just turned into a real uh, therapy session. Join, really join a book club. It really did. And I was like, you know that, that I'm like, that's so deceit. I'm like, the, the you drop something move. I was like, I hate that so much. And everybody hates that because it's deceitful and it's a lie. And it's not a good way to start And a lot a of times in New York, you do drop things and you're like, and you have to look because you're like, yes. what if I drop something? Okay. One, time, yeah. one time I was like late to something and I was running through Herald Square and this group of dudes were like, ah, you dropped something, you dropped something. And I was like, oh God, what have I did? Because I'm running. Yeah. And then I turned and I looked and I hadn't. And then oh, I was and then you so feel like an idiot. Mad. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, you're just making me later. Like, I'm running through the city. I'm not wearing and a workout clothes. Right. Like, I'm obviously in a rush yeah and then and then it's like i don't have time to kill you right now right (laughs) and also sometimes it's so late or so early i i've i've told people that there's a cutoff that Mm -hmm. i don't accept i don't accept uh cat calls uh before 10 a.m or after midnight i say i don't i just and that confuses them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i've actually said i'm sorry it's too late i can't accept cat calls right now but i'm not taking cat calls right now right and i try again later (laughs) i think humor and then also if you if you can if you can calm yourself down enough to just say something like I get it but women don't like that in like a Mm -hmm. nice tone like I think it's really helpful because I think some people truly do not know and I've seen women respond positively to cat calls Mm -hmm. which I'm sorry also that that disappoints me a lot you gotta stop doing that I'm not saying that it can't make you feel good secretly in your heart but you really you have to stop and there is a difference between a cat call and a compliment there was you there used to be a group of drug dealers who would hang out inside of my apartment in Harlem (laughs) no I loved them they were very complimentary they were very nice they were always they were never like they would never ever like cat call me in a gross way one time i remember one time i was like walking past them and one of them was like hey you have a beautiful smile and then the other guy was like she knows she has a beautiful smile oh yeah. that's so sweet <laughs> and i was like thank you but like it was just like really nice and like he didn't it's say it too yeah and like but he didn't say it in like a creepy way a lot of it's just like the way that they say it like if you're gritting yeah. it through your teeth it's probably not cool well, i think a lot of times if you're yelling it i guess some in that case it was okay but i think a lot of times like if you have to yell it don't don't say do it. it. I mean, yeah. I was just walking right by them. <laughs> right, but like yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. Anytime, because I also I feel like I would get mad at them because part of me I'd be like, oh, if I because I'm so little and like they don't expect this from me, and I'll just like scream at them, and then mm-hmm. it does shock them sometimes. But also, I think they 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 want to get something over on you. Well, men's dicks get hard when women get agitated. Yeah. I mean, oh, like, and that I think makes anyone, me so anyone who's mad. ever dated a man knows so that. Hard. I mean, my every boyfriend <laughs> I've ever had loves it when I get angry. <laughs> like they are like oh they are, they're like oh it's so hot when you're angry I'm like is it because I'm gonna cut off your penis and you're like, I will do it <laughs> there's anyone you've dated who will do it it will be me 100%. I um uh, we when Corinne and I did the show at the bell house there was a guy there who works at one of the the buildings downtown the financial district one of the world trade buildings mm-hmm. and he was saying he was he he had emailed us which we I need to follow up on I forgot about that but he was saying he works on a construction site he oversees a lot of construction people and they would kind of explain to him why they catcall it's because they work like they work 14 hour days sometimes and all they see is fucking hammers and nails and steel beams and concrete and then when they see a person let alone a woman walk by it excites them in a way that that their whole day you know what i mean like it Mm -hmm. almost brightens up their whole day is the way he made it seem i'm like 
cool, maybe they should get different jobs or take a break every now and again. Listen, that's not the Walks only job. The I sit alone in an yeah. office all day. It's not like that's that's painting men as people who can't control themselves and are less intelligent. There are plenty than, of people who work women. jobs all day I mean, where they don't yeah. see people. They're like, <laughs> no. I mean, I I get that, but also at the same time, like you don't have to be like that. I used no. to work. I used to bartend in a bikini bar in the financial district. What? Yeah. Did you was, wear a bikini? Yeah. Was it um, Hawaiian tropic zone? No. Can we go? I don't remember the name of it, but I could I would be able to find that it. Sounds really it's like off the fine. Fulton Street. I it's love real, like Hooters and stuff. It's really divey. I mean, I worked like the day shift on Monday. <laughs> so you got all the lunch guys. I the was, day I, bikini shift. It was, it was an interesting place. I mean, there were like women there who were like, been there for 14 years and like shit like that. Like, all right, maybe I don't want to go there. There were, a, there were a lot of people who have like been there like since pre 9 11. So like that was kind of interesting. But oh, like, wow. Um, but a I lot of was here. bikini since the towers were standing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that coming from an old woman in a bikini. I call my right tit tower A. <laughs> I call my left tit tower B. My pussy's tower seven. <laughs> that one never falls. I was like tower one, tower two, tower A, tower B. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, nine eleven. <laughs> no, but a that lot of the sucks. guys who come in were like construction days because they were building the Freedom Tower and stuff. Yeah. And like surprisingly, most of them were like pretty chill. You know, <laughs> like, that's great. But isn't that also sad that you made a nice construction? worker and then you're kind of shocked by how polite he is yeah because Although, that's how i feel every if time you can I meet find one mm-hmm. they do make mad money really they could die at any moment so maybe answer those cat calls <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies you hear that next time you walk by that construction zone cat calling's only wrong if it's from a poor person <laughs> although although my favorite dude his name is dean uh, apparently he dean. Uh, dean but he like had some accident on the construction oh, site boy. and like his foot got crushed ah. and he's like totally fucked up now so does he not cat call women anymore because <gasps> he's got one foot <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't think he ever did but like that's I okay just, dean i'll fuck I never, you with your I half never foot i never saw him again you know because oh. Quit that job. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh my god. You um, you 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 jotted down a couple stories for us that I I, I want to go some over. Notes. The one that that I mean I want to talk about a bunch of them, but the one that that uh, excites me the most, but not excite in a good way. Bit your clit. <laughs> Ow. Did someone bite your clit Somebody, off? Not off. Well, uh, bite it. <laughs> but there was a traumatic incident. Yeah. <laughs> Allison was accidentally genitally mutilated. <laughs> Wait, can you check off uh, African American on your on your paperwork now? Uh, that I am <laughs> that's you fucked up because you were generally mutilated. Yeah. Oh no, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be American. Well, it would just be African. African Do women well, in America. She lives, she lives in America now. Yeah, I, there, I that was an A to C joke, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's uh, sorry it. about last night's show. Gmail dot com. Just put just put Corinne in the subject line so I can delete it immediately. It's okay. We joked about female genital mutilation with Lowenthale. So oh, I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> Well, I justify things because that's what my brain does. Honestly, I was just proud of him for finding it. Wow. (laughs) No. Um, No, I was like this guy that I saw kind of off and on in college. And then he was in L.A. and I was still in school. And I went on this like misguided sex weekend to go visit him. And I got there and he was already drunk when I showed up. And then he was going down on me. And I don't know how it happened, but he bit my clit. And maybe he thought that that's what girls like. Maybe he did. I don't know. But I've had it. I've had almost biting. But before. it wasn't my first time hooking up with him either. Like we had fucked like a lot, and he was really. I mean, his. And dick, he ate you out before? Yeah, I mean, it was the only thing he was good at because his dick was so small. But oh, you know, 
But hey, get other skills, and listen, it's possible to just yeah. be as I mean, good in bed as you know. Joe if you're a guy with a small dick, like that's fine, but you better learn how to give head. <laughs> like that's yeah. all it is. But <laughs> or, he could, or he could put it in your ass, and it doesn't hurt as much. Mm-hmm. And you will get a better blowjob that way. Or learn oh, yeah. a musical instrument, or how to tell jokes. Those are also helpful things, mm-hmm. and make a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not gonna come from a joke. What? Okay. Or money. <laughs> I might come for money if you rub it on my clit hard enough. Ah, ew, <laughs> it's so many germs. And it's so dirty. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, Did your clip bleed? No, it ah. just really, really, really hurt. hurt. And uh. they put me on a commission for everything. But I could, oh. but like I could fuck because like that's not clitoral stimulation. But then like I was on top and we were fucking and then like I bent the wrong way and like his dick bent. <gasps> So like now his, oh, no. his dick and my clit were like totally out of commission. Oh. And this was night one oh. of what was supposed to be a sex weekend. Oh no. So now we're just like food weekend. Broken. <laughs> and he was a dick also. So he oh, basically dick. was just like, okay, well I have to go to work. So, and then he like, didn't give me keys to his apartment. And he was like, well, you can't leave because if you leave, you'll get locked out. And so I was basically like trapped in his apartment. <laughs> Awful. Like one of R. Kelly's children. Which yeah. you were in another city. Huh? You were in another city. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh. So I was like, and I was like, I had driven out there with a friend who had gone to visit her then boyfriend in like a nearby town. And when she, so she drops me off in LA and then goes to this other town in California. And then when she got to her boyfriend's, found him cheating on her. So oh, like, it was a real trip's whirlwind. over. Yeah. I mean, that's, did, have you written that script yet? No. That sounds like quite the, uh, I drove to California. Yeah. <laughs> my boyfriend it was within some other girl's pussy. Uh, that oh could be a great God. musical, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can write it with me. A woman's yeah. rage. So I just had to wait for her to come pick me up. It was Oh, really and you were both pissed. Yeah, we had quite the for ride different back. different reasons. <laughs> Oh. It was a very kill all men car ride. Wow. What's um one of your stories that I find fascinating is when you responded to an ad on Craigslist to be a fluffer. Mm-hmm. No proud moment. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they still had Hi, those. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's not a real thing, actually. Um, Fluffers? Based on my experience, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I guess it is, but it's like... It's like, just jerk off. Well, I mean, I guess maybe guys get harder for... Well, I think there's probably just people in the circuit that they know they don't put ads on Craigslist. Exactly. Oh, Tino do it. I think this is just some guy who decided to make a porn. It's like what PAs are for, right? You know? (laughs) Um, But, you know, there's a lot of downtime. If you've ever been on a set, there's like, oh, we got to change the lights or, you know, set up the camera. Uh So you're just like waiting. There's a lot of like, hurry up and wait. So I guess if you're shooting a porn, which I've never done, you know, you got to keep your dick hard. But like, yeah, I guess you could just like, yeah, casually jerk it. But like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was really, really poor because I've been fired from aforementioned job and was just like going through a really bad time in my life. And so it's like when you're like in this super desperate zone and you're not thinking like a normal person. Oh, and yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, fluffer. I could do that. I can just like tune out what's going on in front of me and just like jerk off a dude that's fine wait you know? don't fluffers blow dudes play blow they jerk whatever i'm like i'm like just don't insert supposedly blow yeah. jerk but don't insert <laughs> fluffers another potential <laughs> autobiography title um <laughs> tales from a fluffer <laughs> that's a very Fluffer catchy confessions. it's very catchy uh, <laughs> so Fluff wait this you were on craigslist perusing for like Dodd drop things. Yeah. yeah, just like whatever. I've done that so many times, mm-hmm. especially when I was in college. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, mean, I remember one time I saw, not like this, but I've seen like ads where it's like, 
oh, I want a girl to come like give me and my friends shoulder massages while we play poker, or, like a hot chick to like bartend while we play poker, or, right? Like, whatever that shit is, yeah. You know? And so I was like, kind of looking like stuff like that. I'm like, how can I exploit myself for money? <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, I think almost everyone in, in New York who's young, mildly attractive, has done that. Like I've certainly done that. Yeah. Oh. It's like whatever I have to do to not ask my parents for money. Yeah. And yeah, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's sure. why Karen and I almost did new I'm massage like, model. I'm gonna do this on yeah. my own. A lot <laughs> of massage and foot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. My feet are worth more than I thought. <laughs> I have bunions. I don't think I could. I do too, but I don't think I, anybody my feet cares. Are small, so no one cares, and the toes are in order. Oh, that's all you. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's important. In- good to know. See, I should have. <laughs> see, now I wish I had taken Kenny's number down. Oh, <laughs> good callback. Thank you. So wait, so so you stumble upon this ad that says fluffer, and you're like, there it is. I'm like, money shot. Let's do this. Uh, and so like I answered it, and like we. What did you say? I'll do it. Um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, you know, she's like, oh, I saw your ad and I'm interested or like whatever. Did they name a price? Um, he did. He like made a, I think he, it was like something like a thousand dollars. Oh, that's a pretty good price. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I, like do you saw this link? <laughs> <laughs> Is the ad still live? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, and so, and then we like talked on the phone and he was like, seemed very professional. Okay. What does that mean? Like, I don't know. Like he seemed like it seemed. You didn't go rape. <coughs> rape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna rape I'm gonna you. Come you. over. But he made it all. You know, he talked about like, oh, this is what the shoots are like. This is how long it usually is, and like all this and that. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. I can do that. You know. And like, he's like, you won't be on camera, and I'm like, perfect, because I kill myself. And then like, um, and I had a few friends who. I like sort of done similar types of things before and they gave me like some pointers and uh-huh. it was a lot of like, oh, just like trust your instincts, you know, um, which is terrible advice. Um, <laughs> My instincts are always wrong. You're not in a state of mind. So yeah. Trust in your instincts. There are no instincts. And uh, well, the last time that I was in this situation, uh, <laughs> so he had me. So I had to like he wanted I had to like interview for the job. Oh, boy. And because he had to. Make sure that I was up for the job. Like, I can handle it. I gotta make sure this chick can suck a dick. I gotta make sure this chick can get a dick hard, you know? It's, yeah. hard, to, it's hard to do. <laughs> Did uh, you have to send him a picture before you met him? I don't remember. Okay. Um, Probably. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm gonna get, go with yes. Yeah. But I met him at this hotel oh, in the boy. Bronx. Mm-hmm. Another Red possible flag numero uno. Another possible autobiography. Anytime Allison title. gives away a red flag, I want everybody to take a shot. Everybody drink. Yep. Um, they did have hourly rates. So uh, drink. Yep. Take a shot. Drink. Um, I did. I like you know how like on iPhones you can share your location with somebody. Yeah. I was so like say, I hope you fucking told someone. Yeah, where yeah. You I are. told Jesus. I told like multiple people where I was. I shared my location. So I'm like, this is where I am. Oh, cool. Not gonna get murdered. I might get raped, but I won't get murdered. And then um, I mean, you could have gotten murdered. Murder happens fast. Murder can happen true. in this apartment. But <laughs> I was like, I could okay. murder you right now. That's yeah, true. I could have gotten murdered. But I was like, if you don't hear from me in an hour, you're like, well, well, at least we would know. We there wouldn't be a search. You know for where your to corpse. find the body. There's better things to do with those tax yeah. dollars. Exactly. True. Um, I did take a picture of him, so I have a picture of him. Uh, did he know you took a picture? Yeah. And were you he, like, I'm gonna take a picture in case you rape me? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it, yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm just gonna take a picture, and he was like, a little weirded out, and like he wouldn't tell me his last name. Drink. Take a drink. And, <laughs> <laughs> um. 
And then she'd be like, it's so bad. We'd go into the room. The hotel room. The hotel room. And there are visible cum stains. Like Take a shot. Everywhere. <laughs> Take five shots for that. I mean, what color were the sheets that you could see the cum stains? No, it was like on the carpet. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, sloppy McGee. Yeah. Wow, Jerk just... off into the trash can like a goddamn man. Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't his cum, probably. Oh. I'm sure he's not I the mean, only purve- Is that better or worse? I'm not sure. I yeah. said, I'm sure he's not the only purveyor of this establishment. <laughs> <laughs> and So he still kept going. Okay. You know what? I needed that money. <laughs> I hear you. No, she's like a thousand dollars, but I was not getting paid for the interview, and um, and uh, so anyway, so you know, I had to like suck him and jerk him and stuff. But then it was like, oh, how did he? But how did he propose this? Um, it was this is the moments I'm curious about. It was. I mean, I knew why I was there. Yeah, you know? okay. So it was already kind of And it was kind of like, well, let's go start. So, I mean, everyone who's telling me, like, those porn audition uh, porns that I like to watch aren't Casting real. Casting couch? Yeah, it's like, okay, maybe those ones aren't real, but it's like real situations like that happen. Yeah. So just want to let everyone yeah, know. Yeah, he had me, like, take my clothes off. Uh, all, all 100% of your clothes? Like, bra and underwear? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, he did take a picture of me. While you were uh, nude? Take a I don't know if it was when I was nude or when I was in my underwear. But he definitely did take a picture. Was there a dick in your mouth at the time? No. Okay. It was very much like a cast, like, you know, you go in for like, okay, okay, turn oh, your like side. Oh, like a Polaroid for a model. Yeah. But only not but like that like at all. Like a naked right. thing that you could jerk <laughs> off to it. Okay. But like to go on his wall. <laughs> right, 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 oh, right. And, uh, oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. There's not. a room in the Bronx with a lot of I just want to take. I just want to take this moment to let people know that I did go to college on a full academic scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> You're very so, smart. It can happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so brains don't mean shit. Yep. Book smart. Not so street smart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, so then I'm like, la, 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 like music in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that was then, a sucking dick motion. Yeah. Okay. Sound effects. And, uh, and I, he then told me that like sometimes, um, <laughs> They do expect the fluffers to have sex with the guys. And I don't know. This doesn't make any sense at all Uh huh. to do that. Right. Um, and no, don't worry. He did not wear a condom. Um, oh. And I accepted that. And then so then uh, so then I had to fuck him. And I was like, I don't want to do this. But at the same time, I've already done so much. Right. And I've already come this far. And if I walk out now, then I won't get anything. And I will have done this for oh, nothing. Oh, my goodness gracious. And okay. then I even applied this, like, come on, Clemp, you can do this. <laughs> like, oh, man. Just, oh. <laughs> like, you know. Right. You're not a quitter. <laughs> like, right. You don't back down from a challenge. <laughs> Dear God. And this fat man's asshole is your new challenge. I was going to say, I was like, were you even at all attracted to no. this person? He was Wow. Gross. He was yeah. disgusting. Okay. Really? Disgusting. And I can show I mean, you had you IMDB'd him or was there any? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did we know that there was any like work that he was actually now, doing? No. Because this is a great common story. scam that this, like just mm-hmm. a dude could make up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm honestly, in retrospect, like I'm sure it was just a scam 
gay. I doubt there's any. Because did he there's contact? No what was the end of it look like? Did he? How the did he? It, he fucked you from behind? Did he put you on the bed? Like what? What? All happened? that. I had to eat his asshole. Whoa! It was really gross. Um. Oh, whoa! Yeah, he like fucked me, and all that. He try. He wanted to put it in my asshole, and I did say no to that. And then he was very like bothered. When what? I said no to him fucking me raw in the asshole. Right. Um, and he was like, kind of like, oh, well, okay. And wow. Like, and like in our interview, I had told him that like I didn't want to do any gain bane type things or anything like that. And so then like um, in follow up after the incident, it was like, oh, well, the only thing we have scheduled right now is like game bains, but like I'll get back to you in like a week or so. And then it was just like, and then nothing. And then I think I even texted him one more. And like afterwards, like I, you know, came to the realization of like, oh, this is all bullshit. And I was totally scammed. Um, and then you yeah. posted his picture all over Craigslist and were like, do not, if you see this man at an interview, absolutely do not respond to him. <laughs> no, but I actually should do that. I mean, um, yeah. Well, because so many, when I was going through um, all the emails that we've received from people who were raped, a lot of times, um, not saying that this is, but like one of the common themes and not even with rape stuff, but with anything like w- women will do things and they're like, why did I do like afterwards? Mm-hmm. Because right. I don't, is it pressure? I mean, I've done yeah, it's coercion. Yeah. I mean, it's co in this case it was coercion. And like, and I, I don't like using the word rape in this instance, but it definitely was a right. sexual no, assault. And, and it was yeah. like, like sexual he, exploitation and, and he totally, he, and he, and here's the thing was, I'm like, this happened to me and I'm not a stupid person. And right. I'm very actively like, uh, I'm very outspoken about things, about these issues. And I'm pretty well versed in it. And it still happened to me because of the mental state that I was in at the time. And so yeah. I was like, if this can happen to me, then it can happen to anybody. And it does. It you happens know? all the time. And, and, and like, there are women who are much dumber than me. Oops, sorry. That's okay. I just break it. Um, there are women who are like, you know, dumber than me or like don't have as many opportunities as I have. And I'm like, yeah. this must be happening way more. It's like a lot of other women. Oh, yeah. And and I and I think there's this reaction from from men, from other men who it didn't happen to. And, and a lot from women, too. Why did she let that happen to her? Mm-hmm. You don't bitch. You weren't there. OK, mm-hmm. so shut the fuck up. Yeah. And because then I've like, read enough of those stories from mm-hmm. people like that. They, they did it and they were pissed that they did it after the fact. And there's so many reasons why they did it. But and no one wants to be understanding of that, or like, or yeah, and try and understand that mindset. Like you think you think you're gonna know how you're gonna react in those situations, exactly. and you think you're gonna know how you're gonna handle it. Like I've watched every episode of SVU, I've like read every like rape, don't get raped story, and Cosmo, and like all that stuff. Um, but I was just like Cosmo, you know, just the best don't resources, get <laughs> the highest brought resources. I remember when I was like 16 and reading a Cosmo, and there was like this story about like all these like I was walking home and my. Neighbor raped me and like I woke up and there was a man inside me and like yeah. all these like horror stories and I was like cool this is gonna be my life and <laughs> in Cosmo Cosmo mm-hmm. just told me how to give a blowjob well, that too but they, they, they always have they like the real life they always have like the real stories uh, um, I never read those oh, yeah, like, it's, it's always, all fairy it's tales like and tragic. ponies up here nope uh, but uh <laughs> Yeah, but then I just like I I never I mean I never went to the police. I thought about it a lot, um, but I was just like, did you ever say anything to him like fuck you? No, I mean I did text him at one point and was like something to that effect and like oh there's no there's no drop here, like you're a piece of shit. Um, yeah. And then so for some reason I never heard back. Um, huh. Well, weird. weird. Yeah. What was uh, his first name? I don't remember, but uh. if I looked at my phone, I would find it. I still have a voicemail on my phone from him that I like. 
I was actually, I was going through my voicemails because I wanted to listen to an old voicemail from my boyfriend. And then I found that one instead. And I was like, this is the opposite of what I was looking for. Oh, no. What did the voicemail say? Um, it was like logistical shit, like whatever. But um, oh. yeah, so yeah, so like I never, I never like reported it or did anything. So I was also like, oh, but this wasn't like... Yeah, really. A, you know, uh, how do I even qualify? Right, classify this. You know. Yeah. So, but then actually, I was, when you guys had Wendy on your podcast, it was like, or when I listened to it, it was like right after I had gone through that, and then listening to that, like, really helped me kind of like come to terms with, like, how to deal with it. Well, it's yeah. difficult because I think we like to talk talk about sex work positively on the podcast, and we try to be, like be like, "That's if you choose to do sex work, that's great." But it, it, it's very hard because in so many instances, it's an unsafe situation for the woman, and it's people running it who do not have the best intentions. Like if a group of people get together and all decide that they want to make movies where people have sex and everyone is treated safely and fairly and with respect that's mm-hmm. okay but so mm-hmm. often just like young women are promised a lot of money opportunity a job a nice dress yeah bottle service mm-hmm. and then you get there and there's nothing there and then we have been instilled with this thing that girls for some reason more than guys like it's we can't let people down like we have that mm-hmm. in us like we mm-hmm. don't want to let people down or not like live up to what we came to do mm-hmm. because women are like constantly like falling short or being told that like we can't do things and so it's like a huge mind fuck so i mean obviously if there's anyone listening who wants to get into sex work like you gotta be super careful and don't prob- go on craigslist yeah probably. legit yeah. Job is probably not on craigslist and i think the main thing is if the minute you sense one red flag you need to leave the situation like a hundred percent like that was really really bad Mm -hmm. and it could have been so much worse oh yeah and that's so frightening because it's also like you know in the moment it's like well if i say that i don't want to do this anymore and i get up and i try to leave does he get violent and he's a bigger guy really he was like a really big guy so i'm like well, you can just sit mm-hmm. on me. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You does he have a leave. deal with the front desk? I'm sure he does that a lot. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's money involved. Exactly. People are paid off. People do shitty things for money. <sighs> Guys do shitty things with uh, to women. I mean, I obviously, it's like, I know I surround myself with so many amazing men. Mm-hmm. And the, my guy friends are amazing. And my boyfriend is just like... They're the kind of men who would never do anything like that, would never treat a woman like that. But there's so many guys out there. I was When I was going through those um, emails about, about rape uh, in our inbox, there was this woman who had emailed us and she said that who recommend, the guy who recommended the podcast to her was a guy who listens to the show all the time, is addicted to it, and was creeping on her in a bar and forcefully rubbing his dick against her ass in a bar. And she like freaked yeah. out and said no. And then as a topic to change the conversation, he recommended guys we fucked to her. I'm like, oh, Christ. So we do have some shitheads listening. Oh, I mean, I knew, I knew that. I could just check my Instagram. Page. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but absolutely. Well, because I think there's there, there's different. Re- you can always listen to something and have like the wrong reasons for listening to it. Because like, you can certainly listen to this podcast just because it's titillating. Just because you hear young women talking about sex in a very graphic nature, which is not really a super readily available thing. Yeah. I mean, it's more graphic than a lot of people are willing to go on yeah it. i think sometimes people tune in and expect us to be like audio porn and it's certainly not that oh no no but you can find that on tumblr and i love it <laughs> audio porn mm-hmm. oh good for tumblr 
Yeah. Do you like audio porn? Kind of. I like, well, I don't like the, like, literary porn being read aloud. I hate that. But I like the, like, like I erotica. like listening to people. I like Julie yeah, Andrews. I don't want, like, narrative. audio erotica, but I like yeah. listening. Like, it's like the sounds of people fucking. Oh, like that. that's fun. I mean, you could just live in any apartment in New York City. <laughs> I yeah, know. Well, my, old apartment, my old apartment in Harlem, my neighbors used to get it. And I was like... And then I would like sort of have this competition in my mind with them. And I'm like, I can fuck too, you know? And I'd like call somebody over and be like, Oh my God, that's hey, so Dan, funny. come fuck me. Fuck off. I actually, I hate listening to people have sex. Me it too. It me out it, in a big way. It's like, like nails it on sound, a chalkboard. Yeah. It sounds, if it sounds like it's a good time, you know? <laughs> I'm interested and then after a while I'm like nah especially if it's someone I know like if I, I think it's because a... I'm loud yeah. when I fuck and so it's like I like do to your roommates hear you back. yeah yeah they definitely do do they and, care oh my god I got to listen to my room my, my roommate that I share a wall with I finally got to hear him fuck the other night and I was like turn the tv down turn the tv down <laughs> you're like it's, you feel like you know him better now yeah it sounds like he's doing a pretty good job i'm very proud of him oh good there for him go. good yeah. for him i know my boyfriend just got a female roommate that shares the wall and that bedroom has been empty for our entire relationship uh, so i'm like wow uh-oh. she's gonna have to not care she's gonna get to know you very well Well, no i mean it's just gonna make me feel uncomfortable yeah uh, yeah <laughs> same i'm not gonna i'm not our, gonna be rude no when our, our that's why my roommates never heard steven and i have sex because i'm so paranoid about it that I'm so quiet. Like yeah. I'm, I'll nice never be loud. Like I'm like you're welcome. I just can't be. <laughs> but, I don't know. I also, some, also care some too much tips, about guys. Like, making noise. You can listen, and then maybe you. So and then and then you also do. This is one of the last things we want to talk about. But the Naked Show. Yeah. You you host it. Mm-hmm. You're the only host, right? I host it and produce that. Yeah. And it, you're completely naked. Yes. Corinne's done it. Mm-hmm. I've been there. We've done it together. We did it together. Yeah. I mean, the same first we popped our naked we did alice and i together. prepared for the naked show together sure and did. you guys weren't you weren't you're never nervous to do this not anymore were you nervous at all because i kept waiting to get nervous and then i was and i remember sitting there na- we like naked in the green room at the creek and i still was not nervous and at no point did i get nervous i got nervous right before i went up but i was also the first one up mm-hmm. and i think that if i hadn't been first i wouldn't have been right i was like i was like i was like wow i feel like almost too comfortable naked yeah i don't know i just don't i had a lot of there's like the first time was like there's a lot of adrenaline pumping definitely and then i think a lot of it was just like because i was first and i like it's always easier if you see somebody else do it Mm -hmm. first you know especially when it's something and so weird like that and like two weeks prior to that i had done the mushroom show where i was also first oh god tripping on mushrooms on stage oh man so i was like why do i do all these crazy things why do i have to be first Um, do you ever get shitty like has anybody ever snuck photos or something in the show or because i know you're very you try you be you're very vocal about like put yeah. your fucking phones away not that i know of and we do have people like watching the audience for Good. that kind of stuff yeah and it's a pretty small room um so not that i know of okay. um has anybody ever said anything shitty to you during or after i mean after yeah yeah like comments on your body or um well the after the first time this guy uh, came up to me in the bar after the show, fully clothed, and he was like, that's kind of a visual thing, it's gonna be hard, but he was like, promise me you'll never do this again. And I was like, Ew, what? And, <laughs> that's a weird first yeah. line. And then he was like, and I was like, I don't need you to criticize anything about what I did tonight, and got all like finger shaky at him. <laughs> right. And uh, and then he was just like, uh, like gesture towards my body and he was like you need to worry less about this and worry more about this and pointed to his mouth and then I to his mouth 
yeah implying like, like, like worry less about my body and focus more on my words is basically what he was saying so because like, you were so worried about your body so right? it's like hey bitch you're hot but you gotta learn how to tell a joke is essentially what i read it as right and i had done well so then i got really mad and then i screamed at him uh yeah the show was very fun yeah it was a great time was i there for that yeah uh yeah you was were this there. the person that was on cocaine yeah and then got really mad when we he offered to buy us a drink mm-hmm. so aggressively and we both said no and then he got really mad that we said no mm-hmm. and i'm like well what I that's mean, that person's weird. not mentally all there i know who we're talking yeah. about yeah. yeah well he also i mean like also same person i was taking a shot with a group of people and as we were cheersing the shot he goes hey can i buy you a drink and i was like no man i'm, I'm in the middle of taking a shot <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm drinking I, a drink right I, now and then, a drink right here and then i took the shot and then he goes oh can i buy you a drink and i was like no man i just took a shot <laughs> like i'm yeah. okay yeah i met him not coked up and i didn't realize it was him because he wasn't acting like a monster yeah and then he told me his name after i'm like oh i know you yeah. will sullivan's introduced me to him and because i was like that's not who i think it is right mm-hmm. and then he introduced i'm like oh that's an ugh. and then i was i just he grosses me out yeah and i mean he has since like apologized to me and we've sort of like squashed the beef but i still mm. am not ever gonna be like friends yeah with this guy but yeah so like that was that was pretty shitty and like a certain certain like a barrage of things on twitter and um, i torture about- myself by going on mra podcasts and shows and then just getting uh, wait, you go on men's rights activist podcast? Uh, I mean, like I've been on the Gavin McInnes show and I did Lewis Gomez's podcast once. Ugh. So you can imagine what that was like. Yeah, that sounds Shout horrible. out to the Gomites who are not listening. <laughs> no, they probably are. They probably love it. And then they just don't say anything. And then they call yeah. us cunts who should be raped. Yeah, because how uh, else are they going to know what to call you a cunt about? Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, wow, you knew exactly what I said last week. Mm-hmm. Danny. <laughs> I don't know, whatever your name but, is. So what's your mentality when you go on shows like that? Um, I mean, at this point, it's like I'm sort of jaded to it. So it's like, oh, whatever. Look at another mm-hmm. show. Right. Um, and also now that I'm in charge of it, um, I feel like it's sort of my obligation to the other comedians who are mostly doing it for the first time to like be a calming yeah. presence. Are, are other comics get nervous when they do it? Uh yes and no it just depends on the person yeah you know and i mean we've had you know there's like interesting stories like uh danis parafan who you know recently lost a bunch of weight did it before he lost a bunch of weight and then after he lost a bunch of weight so it was like this like very transformative thing for him um and just like you know people who have various body issues because we all do it's like a lot about like facing your demons and overcoming it and like i mean that's not like we don't say that at the show but like that is what's internally going on for a lot of comics so it's like so like behind the scenes it's very uh cool to watch yeah and it's cool to watch as an audience member because i don't know that's the scariest thing in the world to me going out on stage naked like that 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 like gives me anxiety in such a way that like no airplane or tall building could ever give me that much anxiety but it's cool to see people i don't know not give a shit yeah it's nice and the I nudity wears yeah. nudity wears off after five seconds it really anyway does. and also it's a little bit like hey if i can desensitize people to my naked body then it'll be great for when my pictures eventually leak onto the internet yeah <laughs> it's true everybody's like yeah seen it who cares <laughs> well it's so interesting i mean it's like that's like a like a, a like a common fear used on television and in movies like showing up naked to school or going on stage naked right it's like used as this huge fear that we have and it's something about just like it's something about like everyone else seeing something that 
we only keep in private when other cultures and in other periods in time, it was totally normal to walk around naked. It's like somehow along the way, we made the body this thing that has to be hidden and shared only with a couple or one other person. And I mean, we see it in different religions and it's just so strange to me. Like I didn't particularly like wanna like show, like do it naked, but I was like, when I saw that it existed, I was like, I feel like I have to do this just because I talk so much about how it's something that shouldn't be feared that I was like, I just gotta, I just gotta do it because otherwise I'm almost like a hypocrite. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I am like always fucking talking about that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's true. Like I'm just very comfortable naked though. And I mean, I, every, but did anyone ever, ever had. comment on your body when you were a kid? Like when you people comment on women's bodies all, all the, the time. time. The difference is, I think for me, like it just, I know like we, you know, I certainly work to keep in shape and it's not like an easy thing for me. I mean, that's more because I'm obsessed with food. It's not really like my body. Like I'm, ha- I'm right. actually like quote blessed with a, a body that's not too bad. Cause I could be like severely obese with the way I eat by now, yeah. but like, it's more like, I just never let anyone's comments about my body affect me. And like my, I think the people who aren't, I I hold so few people's opinions as important. So like the people who I did think were important in my life, like my parents and stuff, they've never said anything. I mean, I have jokes, like my brother has certainly commented on it, which I think is hilarious. Wait, what does he say? I mean, just like calling me fat, like the way a brother would Uh, not nothing against him. Like he's a totally good person. Right. 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 You know, and, uh, And then sometimes like when boyfriends have commented and this is positive or negative, I hate any comments on my body. Like I like we've talked about that. Like I like like you look good after that. Like I don't want you look like you lost a lot of weight. You look like you toned. I don't want any of that. I don't want anything that that. it's like if you think that I don't know exactly how I look every inch at every moment, you do not know me at all. I was like, you know how much time I spend naked? Like, but what if it was like, I love your body or like you have a beautiful body. That's fine. I don't want any like comments on progression Mm, or I don't as if you don't know. I don't don't, hate that. Or as if you're relying on that for your self-esteem. It's like, like, shut the fuck up. You look so much better. Like, I'm constantly like, yeah, I've, oh. I've seen pe- a lot of people come up to you and tell you how much weight you've lost. Yeah. And I really hate that. And also like, it's just like my whole, I mean, I fluctuate depending on my mood, depending on whatever, because it's like, sometimes I don't care. So I alternate between like enjoying my life and like killing myself <laughs> to keep fit. Right. Right. You know? And so I just have to go back and yeah. forth. So at no time am I going to go crazy over the edge, but like, it's like, if I'm heavier, I don't care. It's like, I'm yeah. having a great time. I'm happy and I'm like eating. Like the best I've looked is definitely the status I've been. Yeah. Like, always. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like right. every time. Yeah, that breakup diet is <laughs> yeah. the best. Yeah. Oh my God. That Heartbreak was, That was Tommy number one. this hilarious picture of us after a breakup today. We both look phenomenal, but I know... <laughs> I know we were like the saddest we ever were yeah. in our entire lives. I've always, I mean, I struggle with my weight, like growing up and stuff all the time. But like the first time I ever like lost significant weight was after my first breakup. Mm-hmm. And then I just like stopped eating. And I was like doing a bunch of drugs and just drinking and like, yeah. you know, running around New York or whatever. And I was like, oh man, I look so much better than I ever looked. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to see him. And he's going to be so upset he broke up with me. Right. <laughs> and he was. He totally asked me back. And I was like, peace. Yeah. Peace. And I'm going to his wedding in September. Oh, <laughs> bringing your boyfriend bringing my boyfriend okay there you go that's yeah. cool that's your cool. boyfriend's cool i like him a lot yeah, he seems like dude. a cool dude yeah he's a good guy he seems like a respectful nice wonderful man he's a nice jewish boy <laughs> he's a nice jewish boy well you're like an honorary jew i am yeah, yeah. <laughs> what race are you i don't know <laughs> I say I don't know because my mom is adopted. Whatever but like people tell white. me, I am. Yeah. It changes. No, I'm Japanese and German. Oh, okay. Mostly, and then there's a little bit of like 
question mark but you look spanish Mm -hmm. yeah i look spanish or jewish or native american or native american when i braid my hair people think i'm native american uh it fluctuates based on the season and how tan my skin is i know i've been bringing up rape a lot in this interview but like did you guys know that i really feel like you're forcing the issue (laughs) i'm raping you with my rape facts well deal with it native american women are substantially at higher risks of getting raped than any other race Why, on the fucking so planet. so beautiful and rare? <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> well, there's, some, just, there's just some, fewer of them. By people so. in their community? No, no. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's bad. Well, like, that's because... But yeah, there's fewer of them, but they're, they make up one of the biggest percentage of groups that are raped. Well, it's, I think there's I did not two know reasons that. that that would make sense. Well, to me. their whole cultures have been raped so by it, but like, yeah. Well, also God, because they do white actually people. no, no don't fuck white people. Oh, don't we fuck have too I think many white people getting raped by people in their community. So it would be other Native Americans because yeah. they still yeah. do live uh, on re- on reservations. So it's kind of like this isolated community with Where their laws, own law. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then secondly alcoholism is super prevalent in the native american community and as i, I think we yeah, all know the white people ruin their lives or that, yeah it's not any excuse or anything but you know yeah. alcohol and sex crimes go hand in hand a lot of the time isn't that a bitch and people and, try to say well that you know don't drink or be more responsible but it's like yeah but on on both sides yeah, yeah. like why, why are you, you telling me not about? to drink Plus, i wasn't you know, the one who raped. when you're on the res there's no one there to hear you scream yeah no absolutely if you get oh that actually I was gonna makes make a horrible a, joke it makes a lot of sense it yeah. makes a lot of sense because well the laws don't affect you there's no uh authority anybody like it's very similar to what female genital mutilation that's happening on uh, in in communities in where, remote, they're, where yeah. they're governing themselves yeah, and they're yeah. isolated so well on that note right <laughs> awesome when is your next naked show <laughs> next naked show is june 24th at the creek in the cave in june long island 24th. city what day of the week is that it's a friday midnight show get tickets online oh i want to go it's the day creek lac.com okay so you're hosting a bunch of naked comedians mm-hmm. it's a really fucking fun show it just mm-hmm. makes me like appreciate humanity more because mm-hmm. i love when everyone like everyone's different shapes different sizes like ugh, and they don't it is great it's really fun to see all the different like forms that dicks and lips can take you know yeah it's beautiful because there's so many more lips and dick types than we know and fun fact on the last show the biggest and you know you take the dick into consideration because it's soft <laughs> And every guy, every show is like, oh, well, I'm going to get hard and go on stage. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> they not. really try to get hard before they, they go Every on? guy is like, oh, man, I'm going to do this. I'm like, you're not going to do this. I know you're not. <laughs> like, do they try? No, they never do. They're all pussies. But um, the biggest... <laughs> well, I mean, a soft dick can get to any size. Yeah, like, exactly. that's a, It's a mystery it's box. Like, it's like those little towels that like blow up in the water. But uh, <laughs> the biggest soft dick that we had on the last one was from the Asian dude. Good. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, wow. Asian dude. Up in the Asian dude. Fuck nice. stereotypes. Just breaking boundaries. That's yeah. really great. That's and amazing. Breaking glass <laughs> condoms everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? At Allison Klemp, A L I S O N K L E M P, on Twitter and Instagram, and then just Allison Klemp on Facebook. I'm the only one, so it's easy. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday.
Change. 